Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for once again joining. We are in Hilchus Brochus, Birchus Torah, the learning of the Brochus who make the blessings over learning Torah. And we are in Simon Memches. We're discussing actually um, the um, the Parshat Tomid, the the Korbonus that we say just after Birchus Torah. And uh, we're in Sif, Sif Aleph. The, interestingly, normally the, the Ramor follows the Shulchan Aruch. The Shulchan Aruch um, states the Halacha, and the Ramor adds his comments afterwards. But um, starting this Sif, and there's only one Sif, there's only one section in it, the Ramor starts first, before the, before the Shulchan Aruch. We were part of the way through. And this is where we find in Halacha the concept of shockling, of, of swaying during davening, um, and this is brought by the Ramah in the middle of Sif Aleph. He says as follows, Those who are particular are accustomed When they learn Torah, they shake a little bit, they sway. Um, akin to when the Torah was given, that it was given with awe and trepidation, and, uh, and, and shaking. V'chein, he says, the Ramor, b'shor shemis palalim. Similarly also the time when a person davened. So the, the, the source, the source of shochling is not in davening, the source of learning Torah, but it applies also, says the Ramor, to, uh, to davening. And, and we, he brings a posse to support this. Al shem kol atmo sai to marano hashemi kamocho. Um, all of my bones, uh, as it were, call out to you, Hashem, who is, who is like you? So on the face of it, uh, it seems that the Ramor is telling us we should all be, um, whilst we daven and whilst we learn, we should be um, moving a little bit, shaking a little bit. Um, and we're going to see, though, that this is not 100% agreed by all the authorities. We're up to Sith Cotton Hay. So here the Mishnah Bura will explain a bit. This, so um, when a person davens, he should also be, uh, be shaking and swaying a little bit. V'yesh Omrim says Mishnah Bura, or rather V'yesh Poskim, there are those Poskim, Shechokin Alzeh, they disagree with this position. But Omrim, and they say, the tefillah ein lehisnaneah. One should not um, sway at all, one should be uh, entirely still when one davens. Rak b'psukei tzimra u'birchas krishma. Only when it comes to p'sukei um, tzimra, the earlier kibbutz to hillim, we say before um, after the brachas and the brachas of krishma, the limit of Torah, and when we learn Torah, a filu shabal peh. Even when it comes to learning tefillah shabal peh, when when haminig, the minig is then to listen there to. Um, to sway somewhat. The cost of a Mogen Avram, and the Mogen Avram writes on this, that really, that um, whichever, whichever your, takes your preference, whichever um, mode of davening um, is beneficial to you. But I call the fee mashu odom, and it's uh, everyone to themselves, <laughs> rather, according to um, personal preference, really. 
If a person um, has, has a kavona, has intent, a greater degree of kavona through some movement, um, then he should do so for him love, yamod kach. And if not, he should stand um, entirely still. libo. But the important thing is that he should uh, direct his thoughts and his mind. Um, just before we go on, it's, uh, it's quite remarkable today that um, uh, in the UK, uh, the, it was the funeral of the previous queen, Queen Elizabeth, and um, when you see the, uh, the honour given to the queen in terms of the, the soldiers and the, uh, the dignitaries, the, the absolute stillness, uh, that, um, the way they stand and, um, in, in, in her presence. Unfortunately, she's no longer with us, but even in, uh, uh, in a coffin, um, it's, it's very interesting that, um, especially also as we're approaching Rosh Hashanah, um, where we'll be standing for the Belach, um, there is something about the dignity of, of being absolutely still. And, and whilst the halacha seems to be quite clear that is, the bottom line is it's whatever works for you best as a person, that's what you should do. Um, I think it's important to recognize as well that um, if, if, we, if the aim here is to achieve greater degree of kavona, what does kavona mean? Um, and according to uh, Rav Chaim in his reconciliation of the Rambam, there are two aspects to kavona, to, in, to intention. There's the aspect of merely understanding the words. So one has kavona by reading the word and understanding what one's saying, and has, and, but uh, together with uh, being aware that one is standing in the presence of Hashem. So I suppose um, for me, a person, on a personal level, I find standing entirely still preferable to me because uh, I'm trying to fulfill both of those requirements of um, being, or trying to be aware of the, in Hashem's presence and uh, just concentrating on what the words, words mean. But, it, but the, it's clear that halacha is whatever um, helps to generate greater kavona for you. However, there is a, um, a caveat to that, that not all shocheling is, uh, is, is a good idea. Is not, is not, not all types of shocheling is, is encouraged. Because the Mishnah Bura goes on to say, There are some people that sway, that shockle, uh, in, a, um, uh, in an incorrect uh, fashion. Shahaguf omed al rather, that the, the body, that they, they stand still. Uh, but they just move the head left and right, uh, you know, without moving their body. He said that's not right. Um, he says that's derech gava, that's really a kind of haughty way of behaving. The ain lasso's cane, and one shouldn't do that. So to move one's whole body is, is fine, but just to stand entirely still and move one's head left and right, um, that is considered to be uh, somewhat um, haughty uh, in the in, in, uh, um, way one goes about that. Okay. Moving on then to the Shochanaroch in Siv Aleph. And um, here we're going back to the concept of the, the Korban Tomid, the daily offering that was brought in the base of Midosh in the morning and in the afternoon. And we say, as part of our Korbanos in the morning, um, uh, the, uh, uh, the Parsh of, of Tomid. It's actually interesting, we, even those people that say Korbanos in the afternoon, um, they don't say the Korban Tomid. Um, uh, Korban, they talk about the, the, the Ketores, the, the incense. Um, 
But we certainly, everyone agrees that the Corbin Talmud is a really important um, uh, thing to say in the morning, and, and this is where it's brought. Um, and the additional verses that are said were, um, surrounding on Shabbos and Yontif. We'll see what the, the Shulchan says on this. But Shabbos, but Shabbos Omri makes all parashas a Talmud. When it comes to Shabbos, we say with regards to or accompanying the parasha Talmud, Psukei Musaf, the Shabbos. We, we recite uh, verses about the additional elements of Shabbos. Avolobarosh Chodesh, but we don't do this on Rosh Chodesh, but Yontav, and neither on Rosh and on Yontav. Why? Because um, on Rosh Chodesh and Yontav we read verses in the Torah um, that deal with Sukkim um, of Musaf, and that reminds us of, the, of, of what the day is about. We don't need to do it um, uh, in connection with the Korban Tomid. Um, the Ramor adds here, though, However, there are those that say that we mention also Musaf Rosh Chodesh. Um, we don't say on Yont, but on Rosh Chodesh we do add verses. Um, this is the custom. In order, in order to make known that this is Rosh Chodesh. And similarly, we find this later on in, in, in later Simon Tov Chof Aleph. The uh, Shabru will help uh, to clarify um, what, what on earth is going on here. <clears throat> so, in Sikot and Vov, um, the whole point is to mention these verses of Musav in order to the Farsame, um, the Farsame what? To the Farsame um, Rosh Chodesh. So we do say, says the Ramor, we do say Sukim um, of on Rosh Chodesh. Um, um, to, in order to, to in order to publicise that it's Rosh Chodesh, the Mishnah Bruins says Kavan Vav because they're the Farsim. Our Yontiv ain't speaking the Farsim, but this doesn't apply in Yontiv. We do not need to publicise that it's Yontiv. Shekavahu mefrusam miyesmol because. With all our preparations for Yontiv, we it was already very clear that it was Yontiv, um, which isn't the case for Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh <coughs> stands alone, without too much fanfare, without too much preparation. Avo Shabbos, but Shabbos Afo Pishu Mefrusam. But even though, but Shabbos, even though it is Mefrusam, you might say, well, if Yontiv if Yontiv is Mefrusam already, then Shabbos certainly we have every week. We prepare. We can often prepare the whole week for Shabbos, so why, why would we need to say, uh, announce it's Shabbos, as it were? But at Shabbos, um, even though it is Mephorsome, it's well publicized, Omen Mesoba Shacharis, we do say these verses in Shacharis, Shari'ein Yecholin Nekrosa Torah, because we don't have the option of saying these words of Musaf um, when we read from the Torah, because we have a principle that we, when we read from the Torah, we have to read at least three psukim. Um, and these verses only have two psukim. Kamo reish pei gimel, as will be explained in reish pei gimel later on. So we, um, we, we can't say these verses later, um, but we could say them earlier with uh, surrounding the Korban Tomid. Right. Moving now to a, um, a different topic entirely, in Simon Bem Tess, there is a, a halacha which we're going to see now that one cannot um, recite 
Sukkim from the Torah are Baal Peh. One cannot recite them verbally um, without referring to them, reading them from the Torah itself. We know this, um, this is well understood when it comes to an, coming to the Torah itself. When, when, goes from, when the person who reads from the Torah has to read every word from the, from the, from the cloth, from the parchment, and can't, even if they practice and practice, they know it's off by heart. They can't read the Pesukim um, without looking inside. Um, but this happened, this is also, this applies too to anyone who um, uh, intends to quote Sukkim, must quote them from directly from the, uh, from the, the Chumash. Um, and, but there are some exceptions, and um, uh, the, the Shulchan Aruch will tell us where the, um, the main exception is where it's um, a, a, a parsha from the Torah that everybody knows, like Kriyashma, for example. Um, that does not be, you don't need to read Kriyashma. From a from a Sefer Torah or from from a Chumash, that that can be recited Baal Peh. But let's see uh, the qualifications. Let's see the general principle as well. The so Sif Cotton uh, Sif Aleph Afal Gav de Kaimelon, even though we establish with the principle that Devorim Shebech Sav Yatoroshay Omrum Al Peh, that Psukim that are usually written, one is not permitted to recite them. Um, verbally, Baal Peh, without reference to the, their written text. Called so any time, any time. So, okay. so um, it can be a problem. You know, something you're giving a drosha. Well, we're going to see there's a qualification, um, but in principle, the moment something gives a drosha and is quoting psukim, unless they're psukim which are really well known, like Krishma, um, and we're going to see Tehillim as well. Um, one should really be referring to a chumash to recite them. Now, we're going to see there is a, there is a strong qualification, so those who don't do that, um, they have uh, a, um, a, a principle to rely on, but at the moment that's where, where we're... Uh, that's right. You're actually exactly right. Um, um, one has to be absolutely exact. Um, so, um, so the, the Shulchan goes on. That anything which is, you know, um, one's accustomed and fluent um, verbally with that posuk hakol, um, hakol that everyone is. So it's not just a posuk that I know very well, but it's psukim that people generally know extremely well. Could go in kriyashma, for example, kriyashma ubirchas kahanim, and the brachas that the kahanim recite. And Parshas Tomid, which apparently everybody knows very well, but uh, the Shulchan certainly tells us that we do, uh, and other Psukim and sections like them, then that would be mutter to recite Baal Peh, even without reference to a Sefer Torah or a Chumash. Now, um, we need to see the Mishnah Brewer to get a bit more um, detail on this. Okay, so what about a blind person? A blind person doesn't have an option of reciting from a, um, from a text, they can't see it. So, Suma, uh, a blind person, there is no problem for a blind person to recite Baal um, Peh. When it, in times of emergency, as it were, the Torah, um, is uh, um, are we talking about even to yourself or are we talking about in a, a teaching position because if it's to yourself and there's no one who can 
potentially hit and potentially be mis so you, you're, you're right, you're pointing to exactly, exactly the, the, um, the nub of the, the problem here. It's when there are other people, um, where other people, yeah. Um, and, and the question is, when, does that mean um, we're, the real concern is just so other people can hear it, or is it when you're trying to explain a halacha? Not only they should hear it, but they should understand what the halacha is. Um, and um, so we'll see Mishnah Burra in, in a few moments, he'll... he'll uh, explain further. So sometimes we, um, the, the Torah allows us to, to, to uh, as it were, to go against it when, when, when in, in, in emergency situations. Um, a suma, a blind person is in an emergency situation, there's no other option for him or her, and therefore they can recite words of Torah even without having seen it in front of them. Somebody who's in prison, and you know, uh, we don't stop a person learning Torah or reciting words of Torah because if they're in prison, uh, merely because they, they, they haven't been given a, a text to, to, to learn from. Um, okay, so, Sif Cotton Base, the, the Mishnah Brewer is, is clarifying now, Yato Roshai Generally, we can't recite these um, uh, words of Torah, Baal Peh, unless we read it directly from, from the text. Iato, you're not allowed to. Kosov her advised. The advised says, If one's reading the parsha, reading a section orally, at the time when the shliach tzibur, the chazan, is reading it, ani nizhar. I'm careful about that. So I, I still try to read from within um, um, the, the text itself, rather than just but I will not complain if others uh, don't take on my practice. Why? There are those poskim, there are those that hold. There are harbe, there are many of them. The, the, the real issa here, the prohibition is it's specifically where the, I'm reciting these psukim in order to exempt others in their obligation. And, and um, so it's going further than the teaching halacha. It's, if I'm trying to be motzi, I'm trying to exempt somebody in obligation, therefore I need to read the posuk inside for, in order for this to happen. And therefore, if I'm not in that situation, I'm just merely giving a drosha, and there may be room to be makeo, to be lenient. Um, so says the, the Ateris of the Kedim and in the, the words of the explanation of the Vilna Goen. Um, so I can't say Omram al I can't say them in Sif Cotton Gimel um, verbally. Misha Doresh Barabim. Okay, well, what about somebody who is giving a drosha, speaking in public? Baharbe Sukim, Shabbatorah. Uh, and he's quoting many psukim from the Torah. He can't keep referring back to the chumash for every posuk he's going to quote. So in such a case, um, because of the respect for the community, then there's a possibility here to, to be lenient. I guess we, we, we want them to... Um, to get yeah, 
So, okay. So on the so the, the, on the one hand, I guess we're balancing here. You're right. So, well, you know, if so, yeah, the danger of misunderstanding or mishearing a, a posuk um, against the the needs of the civil to hear a. Uh, a shear that's, that, 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 can, that um, hangs together is not broken up all the time by having to pull another safe from the shelf and find the, find the, the correct source. So, Ayn be Yuma, see in, in Yuma, the Tothless Yishonim and Tothless Yishonim, Dibra Maskel, I was listening to research, everybody, see Tothless Yishonim in Yuma, Dibra Maskel, Ube Osar. The Teres Rishon, the Teres Basra. He has two, apparently, two answers uh, over there on this point. That if you see the second answer of Tosfos there, the Gra agrees with him. So it doesn't give too much um, indication here what what it's answering, but um, but it's going on this discussion about um, giving a drosh in public and whether one can one needs to quote from a Chumash all the time. Dalit. Um, the where though the the, the posuk is fluent, it's fluent with people. It's something which is well known by a lot of people. Um, then less of a problem. But if it's not something that everyone would know, so just because I know this posuk really well, uh, it has to be a posuk that generally everyone knows really well, in order for this to be said without reference to a text. Kagron Kriyashma, for example, Kriyashma, reading the Shema, the Chaim Pesukhi de Zimra, and also Pesukhi de Zimra, and in Sikhot and Vov, U Parshas Tomid, and also the Parshas Tomid could be recited Baal Peh. Kosovo Magen Avram, Hama Ayin, Bebeis Yosef, Yiresh, Yesh Deos, Shonos, Batam, Heter, Amiras, Edo, Hadavorim, Baal Peh. So Magen Avram points to the fact that this is not so clear, even from the words of the Beis Yosef, Rav Yosef Karo that there are different opinions on whether something like um, the Parshish Atomid, and that's why this is brought, can be said um, verbally without reference to a text. The Mugen Avraham goes as far as saying that one shouldn't say any words Baal um, Peh um, verbally. Um, and and to, yeah, to circle back on the reason, um, the Dirshu note number one here uh, explains Ubatama Issa, Kosovo Tosus Rid in Megillah, that the reason for this whole Issa, to Chayshidon Sheme Yitar, we're worried about the person making a mistake. Um, since um, there's, there's two possible, there's a way the, the word is written and the way it's um, pronounced and read. That can cause problems. So, it's possible to change that which is written in Yoma Babal Peh if he says it orally. Um, so, so that's so we are concerned. Um, we're concerned about the problems of, of something which is which is um, recited differently from the way it's written, and so a person doesn't. Um, read it from the text, they won't know, they perhaps might make a mistake in, in which is the correct 
um, vocalization of that word. Um, so, so, oh, so I, I, perhaps I stopped a little bit early. So the Morgan Avram says one shouldn't say anything Balper, except those things mentioned by the Shulchan Aruch here. So those, so the, the um, uh, Krishma um, and, um, and Birkus Kahanim, those can be said Balper, but one shouldn't go further. But Chuvas Chavaz Yoya in the response of the Chavaz Yoya, Matir Loma calls Sefer Tehillim Baal Peh. The whole Sefer Tehillim one can say um, Baal Peh orally. The Kevon Chu Laure Rachme Hashem. Interesting that Tehillim, Tehillim have a special status. They are to to arouse the mercy of Hashem when one when one says Tehillim. Have a Katfila. They then become like words of. Davening, tefillah, they're not simply just text, they're, they're actually tefillah. Venerally, sheishli smokolov, and, and for, it says the Chobos Chaim, and I would, I would argue that one can rely on this. So all of Sefer Tehillim, Sefer Tehillim can be said without reference to a text. Ubelav hachi das ha-teres zekeinim v'hagroa ka-poskim ad-davka l'hosi b'rabim mitei chobosim osa. And in addition to this, According to the Teres Zekeinim and the Gro, the the Pesukim that we're worried about, specifically those where you're coming to exempt um, exempt others, that's that's the real Issa. So the bottom line is, you know, when one goes when one reads from the Sefer Torah, that's where we're worried about specifically reading uh, the text itself, because we're trying to the the person who read the uh, the Baal Korah um, is is exempting others um, from their obligation. Or from the Megillah, or from you know, um, but in general, there's probably a, it's ideal to to read it from the the text itself. But the real issue is only when you're trying to exempt somebody from that obligation. Just to quote Sukim, um, according to the Gro, would not necessarily be a problem. However, we did see the Morgana problem that seems to argue that one should be circumspect um, beyond Krishna and um, the Birchus Kahanim. However, the Shochanoch told that in, in those cases that. Certainly, the Krishma and Birchas Kahanim is mutter to say without reference to a text. And to exempt others um, in, in reciting Psukim. Uh, the Mogen Avram concludes he holds one should be stringent. Behold, Governor, that um, um, we should be very careful when you're trying to exempt others to, to not recite Balper in, in any case. And so that also seems to be the opinion of Gondagon in his commentary. Okay, we'll stop here for now. Um, we move next time to um, the reason why we say Ezehomokomon. Um, so the, um, we, we're moving through the, the Korbonos. And the reason behind Ezra Common, we're now in Simon Nun, and that we're short, short section two. Thank you all very much for joining. Have a very good rest of your day.